Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. And that was a feel-good win, if I ever saw one. The Warriors beat the Detroit Pistons 102-86 to in a game that was decided pretty early on. There's been a lot of blowouts lately. <laughs> Either the Warriors blowing people out or them getting blown out. But this was a game that they definitely needed after a rough road trip being back at home, having Steph back on the court after taking the day off with his hand issue. It was just nice, you know? It was nice to see progress in pretty much every facet of this team. Clay, he led the team with 21 points. He looked good. He looked strong. He looked active. He hit the floor a couple times on drives and on defense. And he got back up with no problems, no issues. So that's always a relief. Still, when I watch him go to the ground, I'm like, is he getting back up? Is he going to have a limp? And he doesn't. He looks strong. And that's really important moving forward. Clay was six for 13, three for eight from three, six for six from the charity stripe. And he had four assists and three boards. If you've forgotten, Clay never used to have assists, man. If he had one assist in a game, it would be like, wow, that's that's amazing. So that's good to see. It seems like he's more well-rounded at this point so far, but getting these reps with the other guys and in a game like this where they're already blowing out the Pistons, it felt like they could just keep running and running all day. And, and that was good, you know? After the road trip that they were just on, it's nice to just have that opportunity to get into a flow on both ends of the court. It was cool to see him get minutes with Wiggins and Poole because I think those are the two guys, and I've kind of alluded to this, those are the two guys who are going to have the biggest adjustments in terms of getting used to Clay being on the court with him and then also just getting used to Clay taking their minutes and their shots, to be honest. I felt like Poole looked better and more aggressive than he had in recent games. He went to the basket a lot more. He'd been settling for long threes. He attacked the basket, only got one free throw out of it, and honestly, he got blocked a couple times. But that's what he needs to do, and that's what this team needs him to do instead of just jacking up long-distance threes nonstop. They need him to drive on people and keep people honest. Andrew Wiggins, he was 8 for 13, 3 of 7 from 3, 19 points plus 20. You know, I was going through some older episodes from last season, and it's funny because I had remembered, but I didn't realize how often I talked about Wiggins not showing that Maple Jordan athleticism that everybody had talked about. He was supposed to have had in Minnesota. He didn't do that much last year, but this year he's super aggressive, showing off that athleticism. He had a really nice dunk on the break on a pretty sweet pass from Steph. And, you know, you love to see it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the vibe on the team, the fact that they're so good. Maybe he's just more comfortable, whatever. But it's great to see him getting up there and putting pressure on the rim. Past Warriors teams have not had this many guys who could put that pressure on the rim. But now you have Wiggins, you have Kaminga to some extent, you have Wontascon Anderson, and of course you have Gary Payton second who just kills the rim. Steph had a decent game, you know, six for 11, four for eight from three, eight assists, 18 points. He did seem to like jam his finger on a pass towards the end of his uh, his night, and that was on his left hand. 
So he broke his left hand in the 2019-2020 season. He tweaked his right hand on this recent road trip, which made him sit out a game. And then he may have jammed a finger on his left hand in this one. Hopefully it's not a big deal. That would suck if he had to sit out. This week of games for the Warriors is a pretty nice set of games, a very winnable set of games, especially without Draymond. So hopefully he's all right. I'm sure there will be some reporting and questions post-game about that. Having Draymond Green, even though he's out, having him on the bench, standing up, yelling, coaching, instructing people like Kaminga, that's huge. I talked about how not having him on even the bench on the road trip just was a little bit deflating for the team, right? He has so much energy and so much knowledge that you're obviously missing something when he's not on the court, but you're also missing a whole hell of a lot when he's not on the bench, not in the locker room, and all those other behind-the-scenes moments. Jonathan Kaminga, <laughs> my favorite guy to talk about. He had his first double-double of his career. He had 12 points, 10 boards, only shot four for 10, but he was two for four from three and two for two from the free throw line. One of the things about Kaminga, Aram in Toronto always brings this up, is that he doesn't rebound that well. And my thing was that I'd seen him rebound well and put in effort, but he made a point about getting boards in this game. They said on the broadcast that Kerr had talked to him about that, and he definitely listened. You know, getting a double-double is a nice way to be like, hey, I can rebound. So... That consistency, that motor, and making sure he puts in a high effort at all points of the game is something he's learning. And as a 19-year-old, he's just going to get better and better. And that's why like, learning from guys, from future Hall of Famers, from dudes who have won three titles is a big deal. You know, That's the culture. But yeah, this was solid all the way around. Granted, the Pistons stink. You know, they're not as bad as they were when the Warriors played them in Detroit earlier in the season, but hey, they've gotten a little bit better. Cade Cunningham looks better. He started the season with an injury, and then when he finally started playing, he was a step slow. His shot was off. His timing, his rhythm was all off, but now he looks good out there. Again, this rookie class, I was texting with Aram in Toronto, and this class was always said to be a very, very excellent class. But it's shaping up to potentially be like an all-time classic draft class. You know, there's a ton of guys who in any previous year could have been vying for rookie of the year. And that's really crazy to see. And it's also crazy because I love the fact that we got one of them in Kaminga. And then we got a solid dude in Moses Moody, who's been tearing it up in the G League. Moody got some minutes tonight. Didn't shoot that great. He missed all three of his shots, but he hit his four free throws and he was aggressive. You know, he was showing some of that confidence and trying out some things that he did in the G League. And that's what you want, especially in a blowout game where there's a bunch of garbage time. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes 
prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So right now, the Warriors are two and a half games behind the Suns, and they are two games, wow, two games only ahead of the Grizzlies. I can't believe that. But we're in a sweet spot of the schedule, at least this week. Next week gets a little bit tougher. The rest of this week, it's Indiana and Houston. And then next week, it's Utah, Dallas, Minnesota, and then Brooklyn. All those games are gettable, especially if the Warriors start hitting their stride. I expect in this two-week stretch that they're at home and that Draymond's out, that they will get more comfortable, especially just being back at Chase Center. A friendly crowd, good vibes. That's definitely going to help Clay and everyone else who's trying to get used to him. And once Draymond gets back, hopefully it's not too far down the road. But once he gets back, Clay knows how to play with him. That should come back relatively quickly. And everybody else knows how to play with him too. So these rough patches still have some here and there. You expect that. But start watching to see if they get a little bit more comfortable. If Clay starts knowing where guys are going to be. And if guys are going to start knowing where Clay's going to be, where he likes the ball, where his shooting pocket is, when Clay wants the ball, when Clay's hot, you know, all these things. I imagine, especially this week, that they'll start figuring some of those elements out. One thing towards the end of the game, Clay was coming back in for his final run and the cameras caught him on the sideline at the scorer's table doing this like knee exercise or this knee loosening warm-up thing. And I just have to point out that I totally do that. I do that every time I work out, every time I go running. It's something that I learned when I was in film school, not in a film class, but I took a Tai Chi class and that was one of the first things they taught us. And if you've ever had knee pain or just rough moments with your knees, it's a very, very helpful warm-up, stretch, whatever you want to call it. I do it primarily after I run, uh, just to keep things loose. But it also helps before because your ligaments, your tendons, just you know, flex them a little bit, especially in that round motion where you can, you know, it's not just moving forward and backwards, but like to the sides. So go check it out. I tweeted about it. So go check it out if you're at all curious because people were like laughing, saying like, oh, you know, Clay's crazy and stuff, but that is a legit thing. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. But yeah, honestly, expect a different team after this homestand. And also hopefully this means Steph is out of his funk, right? He got a little time off, healed up a little bit. Hopefully his left hand is fine and he's back out of that shooting slump. He'll still have some time to work that stuff out, but you know, this is a good win. Like I said, classic feel good. 
Anyway, this has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and say some nice stuff about us. That would be very much appreciated. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.